everyone, welcome to today's podcast where the topic is that there, there is no finish line when it comes to losing weight. And the sooner you realize this, the better, because what's always put out there in weight loss marketing is really the journey from where you're at to your weight loss goal. And there's really not much thought ever given to how you're gonna maintain it. And most people uh, just assume they're just gonna figure it out once it happens. Uh, but statistics say 95% of people that lose weight on a diet end up putting it back on. So that might not be a very good strategy, you know? And so what may be a better strategy <laughs> is to start with your maintenance uh, plan right from the beginning and to focus more on the maintenance phase than on the weight loss phase. Because if things work out the way you want them to, it's only gonna take you a couple months or a couple years to lose the weight, right? That phase is, is relatively short. And then hopefully it's gonna be followed by decades and decades of living at your goal weight. So the sooner you realize there really is no finish line, the day you wake up at your goal weight is exciting, celebrate it, but the next day, it's just another day and you wanna you wanna stay at that weight, right? You know, I always like to ask that question. How long do you wanna keep the weight off for? I, I know you're saying forever, but does it make any sense strategically to just focus solely on the weight loss piece and then not really think about the maintenance one? And I think the best way to answer that question is to reflect on your own experiences. When you've lost weight, have you kept it off or have you put it back on? And when you look back at that experience, does the fact that you lost the weight make you so excited that you don't care that you put it back on? <laughs> Was it just about losing the weight? Or do you feel depressed and frustrated that you put the weight back on? And that's the primary feeling. And then the next question is, how many times have you done that? Most people I've worked with end up doing it two, three, four times. They've lost the weight and then put it back on. And it gets to the point when you've done it a couple times where it gets really hard to start another plan after that because in the back of your mind, you're like, what's the point? Even if I lose the weight, I'm just gonna put it on ultimately. So why does this happen? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but one of the core reasons is that you're approaching this all the time just focused on losing weight. And so as soon as you realize that there is no finish line because, don't, don't freak out when I say this, but really the day you get to your goal weight is the day, is really a starting line right? It's the first day you get to live at that weight forever. It's another way to think about it. And I know it's a paradigm shift. I know that's a different way than you typically think about it because you're so fixated on the weight loss piece. And so what would it look like if you really did believe that there was no finish line, that I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life? That's what I want. Well, if you start to think that way, it may impact what strategies you use to lose the weight in the first place. And instead of relying on extreme strategies that you can only keep up for a couple days or weeks, sometimes months, instead you start finding strategies that are kind of comfortable, relatively easy. You allow yourself some time to improve and grow and to transform yourself from the inside out into this person you wanna be. So that you think, feel, and behave like a naturally thin person. You know, but right off the bat, when you set the goal up of being, I wanna live at my goal weight forever, that's a much different goal, a much, much different goal than I just wanna lose the weight. And if you have struggled to keep the weight off when you've lost it in the past, it might be time to upgrade that goal, all right? So I hope you buy into this idea because it can be a real profound shift in how you approach all this. And the, and the most important part of it is that it, it can be much easier. You know, your impatience and your focus on just losing weight as quick as possible 
is causing you to choose methods to lose weight that are really difficult to keep up, very unsustainable. And when you start relaxing and realizing, I wanna do this for the rest of my life, it just naturally, it's easier to be more patient with it. And when you're more patient, you tend to choose strategies that are more sustainable, more comfortable, easier, feel better. And that's what I want for you. Okay, so if you don't, if you learn nothing else from this, just remember that there is no finish line because you want to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. All right. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will do anything I can to answer them. Someone said I'm sticking to my diet six days a week, and on the seventh day, I'm starting binging. I can't stop. Um, okay, well, great job on the six days. Okay, uh, and the binging when you can't stop, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you my take on that, take it or leave it, okay? Because what I say is not the golden rule, right? The golden rule of program yourself then is there's no right or wrong, there's only what works for you. Um, but what in program yourself then we do a five-two model. So it's five days, you know, eating clean, two days eating for pleasure. And so what I would do is I would I use those words very, very intentionally because the pleasure piece, it's not a cheat day. I, I don't like that languaging, right? Because who wants to cheat? Do you feel good when you cheat? right? That, that's not a good feeling word to me. So I really want, I use pleasure very specifically because when you're eating for pleasure, you're literally eating for the most maximum pleasure and you make that the goal. I know you say, well, I'm just going to eat everything then. Well, is that the most pleasurable way to eat? My experience has been that it's not. When I stuff myself, I overeat, I eat too much of the wrong stuff. It's not pleasurable. I feel like shit. And so if the goal is to have the most pleasure possible, you learn how to do that. And for a lot of people, they have no idea to do that, right? It's an all or nothing mindset. And so as soon as like, oh, I get to eat for pleasure, I'm gonna eat everything, okay? So part of it, now I'm gonna say like, you're not happy with the binging and I can't stop. But if you stick with that strategy of 6-1, right? Again, I like 5-2, but 6-1, fine. And so 6-1, oh, I binge too much. That's okay. What did you learn from it? And what can you do better next week on that day? How can you get more pleasure out of that day? How can you enjoy yourself more? And the answer may be not to eat as much, not to eat the wrong foods, right? And so instead of looking at like, oh, that's what happened on the first day, I got, I let myself relax and look at, I ate everything, I blew it. No, that was your first day. You got to practice that and learn from it. So the next day that comes up, you eat better, whatever your definition of better is, you say. So when you approach it this way, there's no failure, there's no right or wrong. There's just what you do and there's learning from it and evolving and growing and moving in the direction you wanna go in. So again, great job with the six days. The one day you realized you binged too much and it didn't feel good. So looking back on it, what could you do different this week coming up? And try that out and see where it brings you, okay? Um, Sweet Rosie, you're helping me so much and changing my way of thinking. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I, that's what I do. That's what, I, that's what I'm here for. Help you all out. What's up, Miss Independent? Um, Robert says, I enjoy the mental aspect of weight you offer. It's been a great help. I've lost 40 pounds since mid-March. I'm going to take a little screenshot time. <laughs> I always love hearing those stories. I always love it. I, I mean, again, I, I've been hearing this stuff, you know, I've been doing this professionally for 20 years, so it's not unusual for me to hear, you know, all the success stories, but I never get sick of them. You know, it always makes me so happy because the way you're doing it, you know, the mental aspect, when you lose weight that way, it's just so different, you know, and one of the differences is there's such a foundation under you. You know, the dieting, it's the dieting is like, it's like there's quicksand under you, right? There is no foundation. There's just anxiety and tension of when you're gonna put the weight back on, right? But when you use a mindset-based approach to mastering your weight, 
not only does it feel better the whole time, but it feels like it's something that's going to last. You know, so great job, Rob. That was quite an accomplishment. Good job. Um, to where I know I know I will be successful. This now I'm making the necessary changes needed. Oh, the mental changes needed. That's great. Yeah, sweet Rosie. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's so great. That's what I love to hear. When you start focusing on the mindset thing too, like it gets rid of you know most people when they when want to lose weight, it's just all about that scale, right? It's, it's all about like how they ate and what the scale says, and there's no like awareness of all the other factors that impact that. You know, like you program yourself there. One of the first things we learn is like, okay, you got your weight here, and your weight equals the calorie consumption that that you average, right? Um, mostly there's how you move too, but it's mostly the calories you're consuming. And most people know that. That's why when people want to lose weight, they go on diets, right? They, they cut their calories down. Great. But that's pretty much people's entire weight loss approach. That's their whole system. I want to cut calories so I can lose weight. But they never pay attention to the stage before the calorie part, which is really your mindset, what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Because the you that starts your day on a diet versus you three days into it, are two different versions of you, right? <laughs> and so what's the difference though? It's the same you, right? And so what's the difference? Well, you're thinking different and you're feeling different. And so no diet <clears throat> that I'm aware of really teaches you how to think and feel differently, like how to actually do that, you know? They may say, oh, you need a mindset component. Well, what's that mean, you know? What are the nuts and bolts of actually changing how you think and feel? That, that, that to me is the game. That's what's ultimately gonna control your ability to reduce your calories so that you reduce your weight. And again, it's just, it's one of those things that I don't know how, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, what, $65 billion a year industry, the weight loss industry. How can $65 billion be spent and no one talks about mindset? I, I don't know. I, I can't answer that, but, um, it just seems to be, that's what, what the situation is. <laughs> any advice on how to, any advice on how to find the right amount of calories? Yeah. Um, the way I like to approach it is. Now, this is going to sound strange probably to you, but this is what I think. Um, I think what I like to do is I like to, what I always recommend is structuring your reading, right? So that, and what I mean by that is that you start to stabilize it. One, like I always say, the golden rule of program yourself, then there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. However, one thing I have, I've never seen someone succeed who hasn't structured their reading. Because if you're just going to eat just randomly when you're hungry and just grab stuff whenever, I don't know how you would ever change your weight. So the first thing I think you need to do is kind of stabilize your reading, get it, get it structured so that you're reading consistently the same types of things. Now, again, me, one of my superpowers, I don't give a shit. I'll eat the same breakfast Monday through Friday. I don't care. I'll eat the same lunch Monday through Thursday. Don't care. And I eat the same dinners week to week. So I do mix it up each day. It's different, but week to week, it's kind of the same dinners, you know? Uh, Monday, I'll have kind of a chickpea dinner, base dinner. Um, Tuesday, I'll usually have like some sort of Mexican taco-ish dinner. Uh, Wednesday sometimes is like a bean soup or fish, you know, I might have. And so it's like I have similar things that I can rely on. But my eating is structured, so I'm eating the same things week after week. And what that allows me to do is once you've done that for a couple of weeks, couple of months, is now you can say, okay, I want to lose some weight. And now you can look at your eating and you can strategically say, where do I want to cut the calories out? You know, in a much more st strategic way. And so you're stabilizing your eating and eating consistently, and then you're seeing what happens to your weight. And then again, you're looking at your eating. Now you strategically say, oh, I, I could cut calories out there. I could switch this for this, whatever. And so that's how I find the right amount of calories. You know, I'm, I'm basing off of my weight ends up being, and I'm stabilizing the eating. So that's how I go about it. Um, all these calculators and all the rest of it, 
you know, these calculators are just guesses. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the part of weight loss that drives me insane is that, you know, everybody's there's someone at 7 billion people now in the world. Each person is so different. Like, you know, lactose and well, it's like blood type, right? It's like, it's like, remember, imagine like before you lived and you knew there was blood types, like who the hell would have guessed there was different blood types, you know? And then like another one like that is like lactose intolerance. It's like the idea that, you know, like, like Asian people almost exclusively cannot die. They, they don't have the enzyme to digest lactose and they're lactose intolerant. Um, most, you know, kind of white people have a much higher chance of it, you know, just cause for generations they were drinking milk, you know? And so you just realize like your genetics and your, your history you came from has a huge impact on how you digest food. And so these calorie counters are really just like, you know what I mean? Like one calorie counter is going to explain how 7 billion people would lose weight. It's just not accurate. And if you read any like weight loss studies, they'll take people, put them in a lab um, for 30, 60, 90 days, a group of people, and they're monitoring every single calorie they're consuming and expending. And what you realize is they all lose different amounts of weight at different amounts of time. So every body is different. And so that's why I say stabilizing your eating and, and getting your eating consistent and then looking at where your weight's at and then doing it from there, to me, seems like the most foolproof way to really answer that question. Because what would the alternative be? You know, look at what, like, um, you know, the calorie counters, the, the calorie calculators, all that, you know, I, I mean, again, there's just so many other factors, you know, that, that go into it. So that's my advice on that one. Um, how can I stop my sugar addiction? Um, how do you stop a sugar addiction? Yep. Yep. Joni says the same thing. Uh, how do you stop it? Well, let's think. The first question I think is, do you need to stop it? Like, do you need to, what kind of addiction do you got? You know, um, that's kind of, that's kind of the first thing. And so this is hard for me to just answer generally, right? Cause it's like, I, I like to get more details cause everyone's sugar thing's a little different, you know? So it's hard to just get like, well, oh, just do this, you know? Um, because, and that, that again kind of goes into the bigger picture that, that like with weight loss, we always want like the one size fits all, right? Cause we've been conditioned to think that way. Cause every diet's one tactic. If you think about it, right? Every single diet you know of is one tactic. Carbs, you know, don't eat carbs, that's keto. Um, you know, count points, Weight Watchers, uh, don't eat for 16 hours, intermittent fasting. You know what I mean? It's, it's always one thing. And it's designed this way because they know they're trying to appeal to people that are overwhelmed and exhausted from dieting and they want to make it seem as simple as possible. Um, but the reality is you really need to figure out for yourself what works. And so when it comes to sugar, you know, there's this sugar addiction thing. And what I find a lot of times with sugar, now some people are addicted to sugar. They eat some sugar, they eat all the sugar. And, and there's no changing that, never gonna change. Okay. So for that person, you know, abstinence, if it's really important to you, then abstinence is the way to go. You just stop eating sugar, cold turkey, that's it. Or wean yourself down, stop eating it because you can't eat it. But how are you going to wean yourself down if you're addicted to it? Right. So the only thing you can do is just abstinence, cut it out. Now, most people I've seen come into the program with that mindset. They've done bright lines. They've done the quiz. They're super addicted. And it turns out, no, they weren't as addicted as they thought because they were living in an all or nothing mindset where they, either, you know, they say, oh, I'm gonna get rid of the sugar completely or I'm just totally out of control with it. And they never considered the possibility that they could have a healthy relationship with sugar. Now, am I saying everyone could have a healthy relationship with sugar? No, of course not. But I think a lot more people could than, than think it because it's not really out there as an idea. And I take this, this was part of my deal with alcohol. I had a real issue with alcohol at one point And a lot of people said, you're never gonna have a healthy, you stop the alcoholic model, right? You're alcoholic, you have to stop completely. 
And that just never sat with me. So what I did is I really sought to have a healthier relationship with it. Now, again, my genetics come in and all there's, there's factors that supported me in doing this as well. But now I have a healthy relationship where I moderate it and I only drink alcohol on Friday and Saturday nights and I drink it moderately then. And so I think what I'm saying with the sugar is that you have options. Are you really addicted? That's a strong word, you know? And so to me, like a sugar addiction is really like this idea that like once you eat one, you just go on bender. You cannot stop at all. And a lot of times people, um, that's not really what they mean. You know, what they mean is that they... uh they just, they're eating it too much, you know, and a lot of times it's because they haven't learned a strategy how to deal with it. So I know I'm not answering your question in a satisfying way because I don't know your specific, what you mean specifically by sugar addiction. Um, but I guess what I would say is that I think with, it's, it's an addictive substance, so we'll start there. And so what I would say is that you need to moderate it. You can't be consuming sugar all the time, just willy nilly without recognizing it. So you need to be very clear and aware of when you're consuming sugar. Um, let me change something here. Um, and so that, so that's the first thing. And so start to recognize when you're eating it and start to minimize it. Um, seek to go a couple days with no sugar, right? Um, because if you're going to give it a completely, a, a couple days shouldn't be a big deal, right? But maybe the ultimate goal for you is that you only eat sugar a couple days a week. And then when you eat it, you're very aware of it, you know? So that's what I would suggest. And of course, there's all sorts of techniques to make that happen, but that's the first, the first step. Um, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Good, good advice. I agree that the calculator is really just guesses. I need to try to cut the coffee creamer too. Yeah, like that's what I'm a big fan of. Like I like stabilizing my eating and then strategically cutting out things. Or again, the three R's of weight loss, right? Reduce, replace, remove. Most people just want to remove everything, right? Because again, they're in that diet or mindset. I just want the fastest results possible. But a lot of times reducing and replacing are the, the right strategy in the moment. And fine, you want to remove it? You go ahead and start removing it. But if you find yourself really wanting something, remember there's reduce and replace as well. But yeah, coffee creamer, absolutely. Start start weaning yourself off of that. It's, it's not serving any purpose. And you have to understand, like, your tastes are really relative. You know, I've gone through so many transformations. Coffee was one of them. Yeah, hey, guess what? I liked the creamer and sugar, right? I mean, they're basically milkshakes. You know what I mean? Yeah, milkshakes were great. I like drinking milkshakes, but I train myself. I like coffee though. And so it's like, I'm like, I want the coffee. And I train myself to just drink black coffee and enjoy it. And whatever you do consistently end up just kind of liking it mostly, especially if you've got other benefits out of it. Um, so, you know, th that's a great place to start though. But it's that type of thinking that's way more strategic and intelligent in my book, you know, where you're like, okay, coffee cream, I'm gonna start reducing that. that well, that's a smart, intelligent step. You know, and it's manageable. Trying to change everything all at once just seems silly. You know, so I think that's a good idea, Julian. Um, Joni says, I need something sweet after meals. Yeah, so do I. Um, I usually, one of the things that works for me, now again, this is me, so I don't like to share this because you're like, oh, I tried that. It doesn't work. That never worked for me. Okay, well, find what works for you. But um, if you want something sweet after meals, which a lot of people do, great. Strategize something sweet after meal that satisfies you and is not a lot of calories and that you don't get carried away with. What I found works well for me is like a high quality dark chocolate. If I have a high quality dark chocolate, I can have a couple pieces of it. It's not really much calories or sugar or anything. And it just satisfies me. If I eat a shitty quality chocolate, if I eat Reese's peanut butter cups, like I'll eat a couple of them and then I'll want more of them. You know, and I find that the higher quality chocolate, that doesn't happen with me, you know. Um, but if I, if I really got to eat fruit, I, I mean, there's a, a lot of options you can have, things that are sweet. So give it some thought. What are some things I can have? Again, most people with dieting are in that abstinence model. It's the all or nothing, right? Either I'm, I'll eat everything for dessert or I don't eat anything for dessert. 
And I think the sweet spot is finding, you know, what can I do to satisfy myself that still allows me to reach my goal weight, you know, and, and be in that body. And a lot of people don't ask that question. You know, when you start asking that question, you come up with strategies that not only help you get the body you want, but do it in a way that's sustainable and, and comfortable, which is the probably the most important thing. Um, why do you think I can behave myself with food for a few weeks and then fall off the wagon? Well, Allison, without knowing how you're behaving yourself, I would imagine that it's probably like most dieters. And what you're doing is when you start behaving yourself, you're behaving yourself like 100%, right? I mean, most dieters start day one being 100% perfect, right? You start, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And you, you're, again, it's the all or nothing. And so you're going to start being 100% perfect. No carbs, no sugar, no this. It's just like it's all 100%. And what you're doing to make that happen is you're using your willpower. Your willpower is a prefrontal cortex process and it's a finite process. You need to think your willpower like a muscle and the more you use it, the more depleted it gets. And so typically people start their diets usually from a place of pain, right? What usually triggers most dieters weight loss attempts um, is a spontaneous pain-based event. You see a picture of yourself and you can't believe how you look. Um, you step on the scale, the clothes you promised would always fit, all of a sudden don't fit. Someone says something shitty to you. You got to go to the doctors and you get so upset. You say, that's it. I got to lose the weight and I got to do it quick. So you pick some whatever keto tomorrow, start my plan tomorrow, being perfect. You force yourself to do it for a little while and then you can't keep it up and you go back in your automated regular eating behaviors. And that's what most people do. And they just keep repeating that cycle over and over for their whole lives. So I don't know. Is that, is that explain it at all? <laughs> Cause that's what I see is the common one. And so, um, you know, I always use this metaphor because I think it's it's appropriate because you don't see it. You know, dieting has become normalized, right? We've had a whole lifetime. Oh, you're welcome, Allison. Um, and so let me give you the alternative, though. Anyways, I don't want to leave you with a description of the problem. I'll give you a, a sense of an idea of a solution. Um, and the specific solution is after yours, but I want you to understand the process behind it. But before I tell you that, again, the diets have conditioned us to think that it's normal to just start tomorrow on a Monday being 100% perfect. And now you're approaching your diets like it's an endurance test, right? No one ever lasts long on a diet, but they, it's just like, how long can I do it for? And so it's very streaky. It's very like, how many days can I get in a row? Uh, which is really the opposite of what you want because you're really looking for long-term success. So an alter, you know, so metaphorically what it's like, it's like if you want to play the piano and you start on day one, you're like, I want to really learn the piano. I want to learn it quick. So you play for 10 hours. I'm gonna play 10 hours a day. Yeah, okay, the first day, but the second day, your, your fingers are all cramped up. You can't move them. You ain't practicing anymore. And that's kind of what people do metaphorically to themselves with the diets is they overwhelm themselves. You overcorrect and you just, you overwhelm yourself so you can't stick with it. <clears throat> and so diets aren't really focused on long-term change. They're focused on this very impulsive, I just got to do it now, this very emotional decision to try and fix everything all at once. And so what's the alternative to that? Well, in Program Yourself Then, we're not trying to change everything all at once. It's too overwhelming. It's a shitty strategy. It has a very, very low success rate. So why do it? You know, um, some people are addicted to doing it. They just won't accept the other way. But, you know, if you ever realize, holy shit, this never works for me. I can't stick to anything longer than a couple of weeks. You know, what's an alternative? Well, you start slow and you start. I always suggest people start on their worst eating habit. You know, whatever your worst eating habit is. Maybe it's snacking at night, eating too much at dinner, eating in the afternoon, whatever. Um, you, you pick your worst eating habit and you go to work on strategically resolving it. Not just forcing yourself not to do it. <laughs> Stop that. That's the diet mentality, right? You're just going to use willpower to control your behaviors for a little while. Um, what we want to look at is how can I change this behavior for good? In order to do that, you need strategy. 
And so the idea, I got to tell you, like I've been doing this 30 years personally, 20 years professionally. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. And it's like the idea that you're going to start one day, like on a Monday and just totally eat different until you reach your goal weight is so asinine. I, I can't even, I don't have the words to explain how stupid it is, but like, why would you just all of a sudden be able to eat totally different? Like, you know how much it's estimated we make over 200 food decisions a day. <clears throat> Most of your eating's on autopilot. You know, it's like in a very small way. It's like if you decided, oh, from now on, I'm gonna brush my teeth with my other hand, right? Like that would be hard. And that's just one tiny little behavior you do once, twice a day, you know? And so it's like, you know, the, the idea that you're going to change all your eating at once from that point forward. It's so silly, but you know, everyone's conditioned to think like a dieter. So people do it. But anyways, um, what's your thoughts on one meal a day fasting? Um, you know, listen again, the golden rule of program yourself, then there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. That being said, <laughs> my experience has shown me that people that try and do one meal a day and fast, um, more often than not end up overeating when they eat and don't lose any weight you know, or they'll lose weight for a little while and then they can't stick with it because they don't like it. So that's my experience. Now, that being said, if you love eating one meal a day, if you love fasting, then great. You know, it's all about figuring out what strategies work for you, you know, but I think the big problem with the diet mindset is that you're always trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You're trying to force yourself to follow some plan that you fucking hate. (laughs) It's like, why, you know, why not take a little bit of time and come up with a plan that's customized around you? That's what we do in program yourself. Then there's a workbook you go through, you know, you create your weight mastery blueprints. It's a mindset blueprint, uh, and a lifestyle blueprint and eating blueprint so that you figure out how you can eat that resonates with you. You know, I always like to use the example because it's weird, right? With the dieting thing, like you think you're just going to follow some diet plan that someone gives you. Right. But like, would you do that with anything else in your life? Would you let me tell you what kind of movies you're going to watch? What kind of clothes you're going to wear? What kind of music you're going to listen to? Right. But you're going to let me tell you what food to eat. You're going to just, just tell me what to eat. I'll just do it. No, you won't. No, you won't do it. And so you ought to recognize that, you know, and stop the bullshit. Stop trying to like, you're not just going to follow some plan. Why would you just all of a sudden do it? I mean, how long you been trying to do this for, you know, like what the fuck, like what's going to change between now and the, some future you where all of a sudden you're just eating totally different. Where all of a sudden you're just not eating carbs ever again. Where all of a sudden you're just not eating for 16 hours. All of a sudden you're just eating one meal a day forever and loving it. You know, like, like. I don't know. I'm not saying you can't work up to those things either, by the way, but the idea that you're just one day just going to start being a totally different person. You know, it's literally, it's like saying tomorrow I'm going to be right-handed. Tomorrow I'm going to be left-handed. No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're fucking not. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a lack of understanding of what's at stake here. I don't blame you. Don't take this personally. It's because of the diets have conditioned us. They, They try and make it seem so simple. That's the game they're in. Um, but your, your weight is like a very holistic process. It's, there's lots of factors that are influencing your weight and the idea that you're just going to follow a meal plan and eat differently starting tomorrow. Why, why would that happen tomorrow? You're not thinking any different. You're not, your identity's not any different. Your history's not any different. Your environment's not any different, but all of a sudden you're just going to eat totally different. It, it, It just defies any logic. But if the one meal a day works for you, you knock yourself out. Why does calorie counting stress me out so much? Because it's unnatural, you know, your eating is done on autopilot, which is why weight loss is so hard. And so just a little background, you have two minds. I think it's helpful to understand this. You have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is your rational, logical mind. It's the part of you that knows you should lose weight, knows why you want to lose weight, knows what you should do to lose weight, tries to get you to do it, right? That's where your willpower is. And your subconscious mind is a part of you 
that runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. That's the party that's controlling your weight uh, because most of your eating is just done on autopilot. Let's think, you're not eating different stuff every day, every week, right? You eat the same shit every week and you eat at the same times and you eat in the same patterns. And so it's all automated. And so anatomically, your conscious mind, it's your prefrontal cortex is about 10% of your brain and your subconscious mind and unconscious is 90% of it. And so again, it's, it's like, it's like if all of a sudden I want to brush my teeth with my other hand, right? That's stressful. Why? Because I cognitively have to like think about everything I'm doing. It, it, a better, it'd be like trying to write with the other hand, right? And so it's like you kind of you could do it a little bit, but it's really hard because you have to think about it. It hasn't been automated. You don't know how to fucking write, by the way. You're not writing. If you knew how to write, you'd be able to write with the other hand easily. It's your, it's your subconscious mind. It's your muscle memory. It's your neural connections that know how to write. You're just going along for the ride. Your prefrontal cortex is thinking up the words and stuff. It's all just subconscious, but, but, but then you're just writing it on autopilot and that's how your eating is. And so all of a sudden with a diet, you're trying to micromanage uh, subconscious behavior. Let me put it a different way. It's like, imagine you had just remember to breathe from this point forward. We'd all pretty much die. And, and like, that's an important thing to remember, but we we're not built to remember and be aware of every little thing we do behaviorally. We're, we're built to learn stuff and then let it run on autopilot. And your eating's just like that. And so when you diet, you're trying to micromanage and consciously choose everything you're gonna do. And it's overwhelming and stressful. So that's why. Um, Julian says, I like intermittent fasting and skipping lunch. If I eat lunch, it's usually game over because my coworkers like junk. Yeah, yeah see, but again, that, that's, that's what strategy is. You know what I mean? Like it's understanding the different situations and having a strategy that works for you. And and then sometimes strategies when you're first coming up with them, implementing them, it's it's a little bit of you're using willpower and you're using effort to to make it happen. But we're really optimizing towards will this last for me? Is this a strategy that's going to last long term and is it appropriate for the situation? Um, so yeah, if that strategy works for you, great. You know, if if you like it, that's that's what you want to optimize around. What we can't do is just say like, will it help me lose weight? Any, anything that makes me lose weight, I'm going to do. You know, um, we can't do that because if, if it may, like, why aren't you doing the keto thing? Why aren't you intermittent fasting? Why aren't you counting your points? You know what I mean? Like, why aren't you doing the Mediterranean diet? Whatever diet that you think is the best, why aren't you doing it? And what you're going to realize is that you don't want to do it because you don't like it. And so where do you go from there? Well, you take aspects of the diet you like and you tweak them and make them fit for you. You start slow. You don't have to do it hundred percent right. Well, they're not going to do hundred percent. What's the point? Yeah, you have to stop thinking that way because you know there's a saying that people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. So say you want to do keto, great. Why do you have to start 100%? Because you got to go in ketosis right away? That, uh, that stuff, that's a whole other story. To follow a diet made for epileptics, you know, I guess people are desperate. But um, say you want to do keto, why not start slowly? Why not start, you know, two days a week, I'll do it real intense. And then the other days I'll just cut my carbs down and one day I'll eat all the carbs I want. You know, who knows? And then next month I'll add a day to it, whatever. But no one ever wants to start slowly and think of it. Again, what I always, program yourself thins, it's it's a path of mastery, you know? So we're talking about weight mastery. Most people just focus on weight loss. And if you're just focused on weight loss, you don't really need to learn anything. You just force yourself to eat less calories until you lose weight. But that's short term. That's a short term process, isn't it? I mean, has it worked long term for you all? So the path of weight mastery is I want to live at my goal weight forever. So I don't give a shit if it takes me a year, two years, three years. I want to get to my goal weight and live there in a way that's really comfortable and automatic for me. That's the goal. 
Yes, I don't overeat doing it. In fact, it makes me eat less. I think there are health benefits to one meal a day. Yeah, then great, Jill. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I say. Like, if um, if it's easy for you, you like it, and there's health benefits that you're noticing, then I would say it's great, you know? And it's not too hard for you. I, I find a lot of people, um, intermittent fasting, the main thing I see, here's one of the biggest challenges you have with weight loss is the moral licensing, the licensing effect. And what this is, this is when you do something good and then you tend to follow it up by doing something not so good, right? And I don't mean good necessarily. It's something, so, so dieting wise, right? So it's like intermittent fasting is, is famous for this. Working out is the same thing. So it's like you get yourself, right? It takes effort and willpower to not eat for 16 hours or to go work out. And so you use your willpower and effort to do something good. And then what happens is, it's, it's a combination. Like you do you deplete your willpower a bit. That's part of it. But what's deeper than that, cognitive biases are absolutely fascinating and you really ought to learn about them. You, you know what I mean? Because they'll really teach you a lot about your brain. Cognitive biases, our brains are wired in certain ways because we evolved evolutionarily in a different environment, right? We, we evolved in a food scarce environment and in a different environment in general. And so now we live in this modern world and we have this wiring, this, this primitive wiring in essence. And so we have these these things we're stuck with. There's no changing them. Just like we have two arms, two legs, you know, we're born with certain characteristics. These cognitive biases are the same thing. You ain't changing them. It's just recognizing them and then strategizing around them. But the moral licensing one is one of the challenging ones because when you do something that is good, you don't eat the donut, you get yourself to work out, you don't eat for 16 hours, you don't eat the carb. Um, that's great. But then you got to recognize that there's a window opens up where there's a very good chance that you're then going to overeat something, eat the wrong thing, whatever. And again, as I said, part of it's because your willpower is depleted. And part of it is just psychologically your perception shifts. And, and, and it's, I'm not going to go all the details of how that works, but it, it's, a, it's, a deep, it's a deep perceptual thing. So anyways, you might as well recognize that. And, and you got to factor that in. Again, this is what I'm trying to say. You know, the diets are like carnival games and they're always trying to make something that's challenging seem really easy. And so that's caused you to believe that weight loss really just comes down to your willpower. And it's just not true. Your willpower is not a good uh, tool to master and change your weight. It's really not. It's help. It's a tool, but it's not the only tool that you need. You need other tools. And um, recognizing that's one of the most valuable things you could do, you know, to put yourself on a path of weight mastery. Um, yep. Um, I cured my diabetes and all cholesterol doing it. That's great, Julie. Oh, I understand. Yes, I like one meal a day. Yeah. If you like one meal a day, that again, it's, it, it's, there's just no right or wrong. The 7 billion people, is, is that many? I don't know if I get that number right, but 7 billion people, right? It's like everyone's got to figure out what's going to work for that. 7 billion people going to be keto? They're going to be ketosis? 7 billion people going to intermittent fast? You know what I mean? Like 7 billion people going to eat Mediterranean? Like, you know what I mean? Stop with that shit. You can use aspects of these different diets, but ultimately you have to create a path that works for you. And once you have that, so Jilly, like you, you do, you're doing that, you like one meal a day, feels good, you're, you're curing yourself with all these health issues. That sounds like a great strategy for you. Cool. Anyone else listening, I say, oh, maybe that'll work for me. Go try it out, test it out. Recognize when you first start, it's a little challenging. So don't, don't try it once, oh, that didn't work. You know, give it some time if you want or test it out and say, holy shit, I, I hate this. Great. Find something else. You know, um, don't be afraid to try things, but don't overcommit to things too soon either. You know, and always bounce things up. How does this feel for me? 
You know, no one ever does that. And so it's like you almost expect the dieter mindset, like honestly, subconsciously, you want it to be hard. Like you're looking because you associate the harder the plan is, the faster the results are going to be, you know, and you got to let go of that because that's a dieter mindset, not a weight mastery mindset. What's up, Ashley? How's it going? You know, Ashley, I'm glad you're on here because I meant to, I was going to email you, but now I can just tell you is, um, your email got screwed up in the system for some reason. So if you had not been getting emails, um, that should be fixed now. But I noticed that yesterday. So I know there's a couple of days where you weren't getting emails. It was just goofy reasoning, um, but the service fixed it. So you should get those now. So sorry about that. Um, what's up, 33 million K? Yeah. Yeah. So Julie says, yeah, you're so right. So again, it really is, you know, because when it resonates with you, like that's why I don't, like I could sit here and put like a diet plan together and like, you know, eat like gym, you know, the gym, the gym diet, you know, and it's like what I do, but I would never do that because, um, like it's my plan. (laughs) I mean, it's a plan I came up with and I'm continuing to work on for 30 years. It's mine. I'm me. You're you honor yourself. You know, that's a whole other part of this whole process is realizing that this really is a process to become the best version of you. And in order to become the best version of you, you have to have a mindset, a lifestyle, and an eating plan that are built around you, your preferences, your genetics, your likes and dislikes, your lifestyle, you know? Um, This idea that you're just going to, someone who's never met you and you've never met is going to give you an eating plan you're just going to follow for the rest of your life? Like, really? That that doesn't sound like a good strategy to me. And it doesn't sound like it's going to be very effective either, you know? So anyways... (laughs) Um, getting some, but maybe I missed a few. I think so. Yeah, so you get them through the app anyways, um, but I know, I think I emailed you anyways about the clash yesterday, which actually didn't even happen. It was a technical issue. Couldn't get on there. It was a pain in the ass. But anyways, we're all set for tomorrow and stuff. So, um, oh, and I'm going to send you that link to the other program I was telling you about. I forgot about that. Busy week. Crazy, crazy with all the holiday stuff. My kids are out of school, which brings me up one more thing. I got to get out of here in a minute. But, um, I was, I was talking earlier about how with weight loss, there really is no finish line. And, um, what's up, Astra? Uh, there's no finish line. And I think that's so important. It's a little discouraging, like when you first hear it, but again, I'm not here to bullshit you. I'm here to help you genuinely master your weight. And I think one of the things that's important, um, one of the things important to recognize is that like mastering your weight is kind of like surfing, right? Because it's like the waves are always changing. Conditions are always changing. So there is no like diet plan. Oh, I follow this diet plan forever. One meal a day. You know, it can resonate great with you. My plan resonates great with me. I love my eating plan. Love it. But all of a sudden my kids are out of school and they want to get ice cream every night. They want to eat shit every day. It's like my eating got thrown off a little bit. So, so you know what I mean? Like it's not enough just to have a plan as so I'm going to follow this perfectly all the time. No, you're not <laughs> because you're not a robot. You know what I mean? And things happen in life that throw us, we don't sleep well. I'm tired or I, I, I don't know. I got my flat tire. There's just shit that happens all the time. So I say this to you because there's no finish line. It's a path of mastery that you walk as long as you want to walk it. I want to walk it till my last day on this planet. You know, and so I'm okay. I know there's going to be bumps. I know I'm going to get off track sometimes, but I've got strategies to get back on track quickly and I'm prepared for it. There, there is no like, I got it mastered. I'm done. I figured it out. Because <laughs> it's like, like I said, as soon as you get to your goal weight, it's not a finish line. It's a starting line. You, you know what I mean? Because how long do you want to stay at that weight for? You know, that's why I would suggest you really ought to start with your maintenance from the beginning of the whole thing, you know, but... Um, people are going to be people and do what they do. But anyways, I just wanted to mention that. Um, you won't be on tomorrow. That sucks. But um, 
Yeah, you can see it. And if you have any questions, you can email them over too. Um, when I overate one day, should I restrict the next to compensate? Um, 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 I, I wouldn't do that because I think it throws everything off because um, of what you're doing, right? You're doing the six one plan, okay? So with that context, I don't know if I would necessarily want to restrict the next day, although it might be easy to do because you're kind of full and all the rest of it. Um, and I like that strategy. I use that a lot where if I overrate, I kind of I pull off the next meal. I'll eat a little bit less. Um, so I, I, okay. So I would do that, but I, I would, I would really want to focus. See, cause here's the thing with, with program yourself. Then we do the five, two model and a lot of times people focus on, Oh, okay. The two days of pleasure eating. But the other piece of that is now we look at two, five, right? That's another way to look at it. And so every week you're practicing getting back on track. And so getting back on track, it's really important that it's something you look forward to. So my getting back on track, if I overate a lot on Sunday, I don't really want to undereat on Monday because I want to, I always want to keep Monday kind of the same. Th that's how I look at it. But so I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know, here's what I would suggest. And this is the, the golden rule here. Go test it out, cut down and then notice what happens. And then if it happens again, don't do it and notice what happens. Again, there's no rush here, okay? If you can fixate your mind on mastery as opposed to just losing the weight quickly, you can really, um, everything changes, you know, and you give yourself time to really learn. I'm telling you, weight mastery is way easier than weight loss. You know, you just have to pay attention to, um, you, you just want to pay attention to what the effects of what you're doing are, good and bad, and learn and grow from that. And that's such a, you know, what a crazy idea, right? When it comes to weight loss, because weight loss is like, just give me the plan. I'm going to follow it perfectly. No learning necessary. I'm just going to follow the plan, you know? And it's like, I just think that's so crazy. I think that's really a process of learning. How, how do I, how do I behave the way I want? How do I get my eating under control? And of course, how do you do that? Well, you have to change how you're thinking and feeling. And you don't know how to do that right now. You're learning it. It's like, again, it's like I play guitar. The idea that like, I haven't played guitar for 30 years. If I, if there's a new song in front of me, like, it's like me saying, oh, well, I know guitar. I'm just going to play it tomorrow. I'll just be able to play it. Like, I don't approach it like that. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to start learning it now. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a path in front of me of learning it. And no one ever does that with weight loss. They just think, well, I know what to do. I just got to get myself, I just got to do it. There's a little bit of that, but there's also a whole lot of learning. <laughs> what things do you do throw you off track? What things do you do get you back on track? You know, what, what keeps you feeling good? What things make you feel deprived? It's about understanding those things. And again, always evolving and, and creating a plan that works for you, you know? Um, oh, Julian, that's a, that's a great strategy. I think that's brilliant, you know? I think that, I, I love that. I talked about that yesterday. Like, like I use that, um, like if I'm, and again, my eating's very structured, but some days I'm hungrier than others. And so on days that I'm hungry, my first line of defense is I'm eating fruit. And that almost always just takes care of it, you know? Um, and then th those days when if that's not enough and I, over I eat other stuff, it's so rare, it doesn't matter, you know? But yeah, fruit and vegetables are your greatest friends. Everyone should be plant-based. Everyone should be plant-based. You can still eat your meat, but you should be plant-based primarily. You can never convince me anything. Uh, that's what we've been eating for millions of years. What do you think the animals are eating, you know? I don't know. But but I think the fruits and vegetables are your best friend. And oh, I don't like them. Yeah, of course you don't like them. You've been conditioned not to like them. But that doesn't mean you can't like them. doesn't mean you can't train yourself to like them. You know, that's a worthwhile investment of energy and time is to learn to like, love vegetables and fruits, you know. Um, but I got to get out of here. Uh, 
Oh, awesome. Hey, Erica, what's up? What's up? Yeah, so, oh, Erica, yeah, you were there yesterday. I, again, I just want to apologize. I, I was I was so mad yesterday. <laughs> uh, nothing gets me madder. Oh, that Zoom. It wasn't their fault. I had a weird email thing go on. So they, they sent me a code to, to, they're like, oh, we don't know you. I log in from the same, <laughs> I log in from the same browser 500 times a week. And they're like, we don't recognize this browser. So we're going to send you a code. And then for whatever reason, the email they sent it to is just, it's so long. I've never even seen an email like this. It just doesn't get emails quick. And so they sent me the code and then it's been too long. So it didn't work. Oh my God. I was so mad, but I apologize. And uh, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there tomorrow. And then what were they, that's literally the first time it's ever happened ever. So that, that sucked. But um, do you have a favorite low calorie, healthy, savory snack? Um, again, I like to, I like to hit the fruits and vegetables first because not only the low calorie, but there's fiber in them and they're, they're healthy for you. Micronutrients. Um, and then outside of that, um, I don't know. Almonds are good. I like almonds. Uh, I really don't snack much anymore. I, I'll tell you, to be honest, um, it's mostly, it's mostly, uh, once you kind of get your eating mastered, you shouldn't really need to snack much. You know, I'm not saying that's where you're starting at now. And I'm just kind of blank. I gotta get out of here. But, um, I, I just want to say any, anyone who's not in my world, go, um, go to my bio, click that link. And uh, get that hypnosis session, okay? You really want to listen to that. It's a kickstart session, the new Thin Me, um, help you clarify your goals, connect to them, motivate you. Uh, and then there's a training I give you, three steps to master your weight. You, you ought to watch it, okay? Um, the half-hour training that'll, that'll change the way you approach weight loss. Um, and then I email you great stuff all the time. So uh, get in there. Uh, if you're not a, a TikTok, go to programyourselfthin.com and uh, it'll it'll be there. You can get the, the session for free. I also have a program. You go check it out if you're really serious. You want to commit to it and work with me. Um, go check that out. Um, yeah, Lee says no snacking is key. It really is. But again, you, you have to work into it. Yeah, lo love the daily emails. The emails are so good. Um, yeah, awesome. I, I wish I could stand here. You guys sound awesome. I got to go. I got to do a call. All right, everyone have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.